Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris. And whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. If you're listening on Podbean, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Twitter and we have Facebook. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All I got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. You'll find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in Pigskin Frenzy. You'll follow and like the page there. Then you'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. You're probably wondering right now, Joel, you're talking about college football today, but you're wearing an Arizona Cardinals t-shirt. Well, for one, it's casual, you know, day here today. I, you know, just wanted to keep it calm, keep it low, keep it casual. But it's a football shirt. I'm talking about football, so you know. Listen, I'm not a fan of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I'm just a I'm just a guy hosting a football show. But you know, I do love me some football attire. So you know, I guess go Cardinals. Maybe I don't know, but you know, the lot. <laughs> listen, guys, and, and this is how I'm going to put it: the outfit chose me. I didn't choose the outfit. So let's move on. College football today. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, you know, we were just getting over the spring, you know, you know, results in spring football. It's now behind, you know, behind us. Now we can look forward to media days in July for all conferences. We can look forward to the, you know, who's going to win this, who's going to win that, just projecting and just getting excited and getting amped up for the college football season. So what better way to do it than to start talking about contenders to watch out for the dark horses is as I would like to say for the college football playoff. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to be, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, the big 12 and some updates, you know, on the conference there. We're also going to be tying everything in with a new thing that I'm going to do. It's projections. You're probably thinking, okay, you're, you, you say you weren't going to start projections until, you know, a little bit towards July. Yes, for games, <laughs> but it's never too early to start projections for conference standings. So for the next few episodes, we're going to have a conference standing for each Power 5 conference. So we're going to get into it, and today we're going to kick it off with the Big Ten. So don't tune out yet. Keep watching. Keep subscribing. Uh, keep sharing around with others and keep listening on Spotify, Podbean, and watch on YouTube. Uh, follow on Facebook and Twitter. Just keep on plugging into Pigskin Frenzy. Now, let's kick it off with the Big 12. So, some news out of the Big 12. Um, you know, and this is kind of, you know, what I was thinking like, wow, you know, it's it, this could be true because, you know, the because all the talk of realignment and adding more teams to the conference and Houston and BYU and Cincinnati and UCF are all in the conference now. It's like, okay, you know, this could happen. So Brandon uh, Marcello from 24-7 Sports reported this. He reported that the Big 12 could be considering a name change and a total rebrand. So I, I found that kind of, you know, interesting which, in a way, it makes sense. 
Now, when you look at it, you know, they are, they have what? Four, four, 14 teams right now, 15 teams. Uh, and it's a lot, you know, they don't have any divisions. It's a, a big amount of teams, including Oklahoma and Texas. Now those two teams are exiting next year to the SEC, but you still have TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Texas, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, uh, among others who join the conference. And it's big, you know, considering a name change. Um, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that, you know, that, you know, they could just, they were going to change the logo as well, um, if not the name. And, and I, you know what? In a way, I'm for it. it it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not one of those, okay, you do you things. It's just, I'm for it, you know? Do a rebrand, you know? You don't have to be known as the Big 12. If you're going to expand the conference to 16 teams, and, and even even this, they're thinking about adding some Pac-12 teams in there, like Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. You add those, you're just, a, you know, you're trying to become not really just the, it's not going to be the Power 2, it's going to be the Power 3, the Big 12, Big 10, and SEC where does that lead to Pac-12 and the ACC? I don't know, but that's a whole other conversation. But if you look at it, a name change isn't bad. You know, you can go with a name change and you can get about a bunch of teams in there and it's like, okay, the Power Three, the Big Ten, the, you know, Elite Conference or whatever you call it. And then the SEC, you know, uh, I don't know. That's kind of a, a cringy name probably. But if you look at it, you know, just... You think about it, and you're like, okay, that's not too bad. It's not, you know? You know, changing the name, rebranding, redesigning yourself, and being like, okay, we're here to stay. You know, it's not just a power two thing. It's not just the Big Ten versus the SEC. We're joining our, you know, our name in the hat, and we're a conference that recruits and players are going to want to come play football at. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Brandon Marcello for 24-7 Sports uh, was mentioning that the Big 12 could go under a rebrand and a, you know, name change. So that was pretty interesting, and, you know, we're going to look to see, and I'll keep everybody up to date on what the Big 12 does and what happens with further realignment. Because you got to remember, they also are looking into some Pac-12 schools, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. So we're going to have to see where the Big 12 goes from here. Now, moving on, we're going to be talking about contenders to watch out for. And by contenders, I mean dark horses to watch out for for the college football playoff and the college football playoff race this season. So when you look at it, um, you're thinking, okay, the main contenders. You know, you got Michigan in there, Ohio State, Alabama. Uh, you can throw you can throw Georgia. Georgia, obviously, is in the mix. I mean, they're looking to three-peat this year. You got... Texas now, who's, you know, making some, you know, making some strides, you know. So it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's interesting. It really is. It's very, very interesting. So who are some dark horses, right? That's what we're gonna, that's what we're thinking about. Who are some dark horses that may pull a TCU who are clearly like unranked from the polls last season? and just shocked everybody by going undefeated and playing Georgia in the national championship. Now, granted, that was one of the... That was a beatdown. <laughs> that was bad. But you got to think, I mean, who, you know, who can do what TCU did? Now, let's... I'm going to name a few teams. I'm not going to name a whole lot because we got to move on and get to the content, uh, to the Big Ten projection rankings and conference standing rankings. But 
I'm not going to go on too long with this, but I'm going to, you know, talk about this for a little bit. Let's name a few teams out. I'll, I'll give you three or four. Number one, you may think I'm crazy for saying this. Watch out for Auburn. And out of the SEC, watch out for Auburn. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say it could be year one or it could be. I'm not saying any of that. You know, they, they, they're probably going to drop a couple, you know. But at the same time, they are going to be much improved from last season. You thought last season was, okay, they won some games and they shocked some teams. They're going to win some games. You know, they're going to win some games this year. I could see them potentially winning eight games, eight or nine games. I think Hugh Freeze and the addition of Hugh Freeze coming to Auburn is a huge thing. Like, seriously, it is a big, big thing. Like, I mean, he is a he, he won a lot of games at Ole Miss. Granted, he's made Liberty into a, a group of five contender. Literally, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. He's a good coach, and he can recruit well. So as that continues and he continues to bring all that to Auburn, especially with the new facilities they got. That's a huge turning point. They upgraded their facilities and it's brand new, very nice at Auburn, Alabama. Um, go on social media and look at it. It's nice. You look at that and recruits are going to be like, okay, we want to go play for Hugh Freeze in Auburn. And I'm not talking about just, you know, I'm talking about five-star recruits. I'm talking about transfers. They're going to be like, all right, I want to go play at Auburn. There have been here as of late some transfers who are, okay, I'm going to Auburn. Um, and I, I don't know. It's one of those things where you look at and it's, you know, Auburn could be a dark horse. I think Auburn, in my opinion, will be much improved. I mean, would I say they're a for sure thing to the, the college football playoff? No, but... They're one of those teams that, you know, if they're ranked by November, who knows? You know, who knows what happens? You know, they got to get past a whole lot of teams before they get to November and Alabama and the Iron Bowl, but they got to get past LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas. But you got to think, Ole Miss, uh, Auburn's done this before. Auburn's done this with Gus Malzahn. They've done it with Gene Chizik. They've risen from the ashes and played football and turn themselves into a contender. So, Dark Horse, Auburn. That's one. Number two, Kansas State. I think Kansas State, in my in my honest thoughts, is Kansas State is a team to look out for. I think, on, and this is, this is my, my take on this, I think Howard, their quarterback, I think Chris Kleiman, their coach, and even though they lost Deuce Vaughn, they still got some great momentum in the running game backing up who was backing up Deuce Vaughn. I think a lot of I think a lot of their players are back now. Um, I think uh, Kansas State played a really, really good ball team, a good ball game against TCU and won the Big 12 title. I think, you know, they did they I mean they did good in the first quarter in the Sugar Bowl until Alabama came back to life as Alabama. But, you know, they were, you know, a, they're a really, really good football team, you know. Just because they lost in the Sugar Bowl, don't hang your head on that. I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't ignore, you know, the fact that they made the Sugar Bowl. They won the Big 12 last year. They beat the national championship runner-ups, you know. They beat TCU. So, and, you know, it's literally one of those things where, they could, you know, do it again. They could rise from the ashes, go win the Big 12, and then 
join the playoff if they're undefeated. Who knows? But Kansas State is a team I would watch out for. It's a dark horse. I really, really like their team this year. They looked really good in their spring game. I like Chris Kleiman as a coach. And there's, another, there's an, an update on that. They're extending him, too. They're adding more years to his contract. He's getting more money. They are keeping him long-term, and it's a good fit. He's a good fit, and uh, Colin Klein's a good offensive coordinator for Kansas State. Kansas State's just an overall just solid team. And in the Big 12, they can, make, they can do some wonders. So I would say Auburn, Kansas State, those are my two right now. Number three, and then, you know, I'll give you two more. I'll give you two more. Number three, let's go with... In my honest opinion, let's go with Texas Tech. Now, hold up. You're thinking, Texas Tech? Why would you think Texas Tech? That's so weird. I'll tell you why. I think Texas Tech is one of those teams that could honestly shock a lot of people. You know, they shocked a lot of teams last year, including Texas. They beat Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl. I think they have a wave of momentum going into the season, and they got some really, really solid players on their football team. I think their offense is good. I think their defense, I mean, defense may need some work a little bit, but not too much. I think Texas Tech overall has a really, really good football team. I think Texas Tech is going to shock a lot of people this year, and don't be, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're, in my estimate, a dark horse contender for the college football playoffs. So that's, that's number three. Number four, last but not least, you're going to think I'm crazy for this. I'm going to throw a group of five in there. Let's go with the green wave for Tulane. Willie Fritz and Tulane. Man, did they have a good season last year. <laughs> they went to the Cotton Bowl. They played USC, and they won. They won the Cotton Bowl. Think about that. They ended their season on a high note, won their conference, won the American Conference. They literally won the Cotton Bowl against USC and beat the Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. It was a good game an overall good game it lasted to the very end and Tulane's one of those teams that you got to watch out for Ole Miss is playing Tulane early in the season I think week two as I imagine week two or week three I'm not sure I gotta go back and check the schedule but they're playing them and it's in New Orleans so Ole Miss got to watch out for that game I think a home game for Tulane and a game against Ole Miss while Ole Miss is a threat and I think Ole Miss in my honor Ole Miss should be favored in that game. Ole Miss has got a lot of talent, including Quinshawn Judkins, arguably the best running back in the conference in the SEC. But you got to think, Tulane's still a good football team. They retain a lot of their players from last year. They're going to, you know, they're enjoying the offseason right now. They had a good spring camp. They had a good spring practice. They're going to get ready for fall. They're going to come in motivated, and they're going to get ready to shock a lot of teams and shock a lot of opponents this year and Probably, I, I would assume that they could be a dark horse for the college football playoff. Here's the deal. If the 12-team playoff happened this past season, Tulane would have been in it. All right? Tulane would have been in it. And and everyone's thinking, dude, are you serious? Tulane, they're a group of five. If they're a group of five champion and they still don't get a bye, I mean, yeah, I understand that. But they're still going to be in it. They were ranked. They were, I mean, while they were ranked, uh, 16, I assume. I think it was 16 or 15 uh, in the last bit, you know, and before they played USC, but in the last rankings. But yeah, Tulane would have been in it. And it, they still had the record. They had, you know, the resume and they have a they have a conference championship. So it's like, okay, they would have been in it. So Tulane can be a contender for the dark or, or a dark horse contender for the college football playoff this season. Now, those are just my four teams who could be dark horses for the college football playoff. 
I think they're all going to be much improved and a lot better. Obviously, I think Texas Tech and Auburn are going to be the much improved teams. I think Kansas State and, and Tulane are going to be teams that are just going to take it up a notch. They were already kind of there, but they're just taking it up a notch. So I think those are the four teams that are going to be dark horses that I would watch out for in the college football playoff in the 2023 season. Now, moving on, let's just, you know, to conclude today's episode, let's talk about the Big Ten Conference standings. Now, you're thinking, okay, Joel, projections don't matter. That's one. I hear, that's that's one I, that's, that's another thing I hear. Number two, I mean, why are we doing projections now? It's May 9th, but you got to think, it's never too early for projections, and it's never too early to start talking about football and the season. The season's four months out, four or five months out. So that's that's two. You you say you're going to do projections in you know August and July. That's three. Now I am. I'm going to do game projections. I'm going to do bowl projections. I'm going to do all that stuff. I'm going to do all that stuff. Don't worry. I'm just going to do a series of episodes. And in episodes, we're going to do a conference standing. At the end of each season, for the end of the you know, 2023 season, each episode. So this season, the, this episode will start off with the big, the Big Ten. We're gonna get into the Big Ten next week. We can do ACC, Big Twelve, you name it, and then we'll do all Power Five conferences. So let's kick it off with the Big Ten. Now, the Big Ten, in my luxurious opinion, I call it the Power Two because it is the Power Two. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's one of those deals where, you know, I mean, it's the Big Ten and the SEC currently right now. Next year, USC and UCLA are joining the fold, right? And it's like, okay, you know, you're adding more teams. USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State in the same conference, along with UCLA, yeah, but I'm saying, you know, those powerhouses in the same conference, SEC, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and then you got Oklahoma and Texas to add on to that, along with Texas A&M. You got powerhouses now. It's, it's the big two. It's the power two. And But for now, right? For now. However, you know, right now we're going to do the power five. We're going to do each conference, but it is the big, it is trending towards the power two. But power five for now, conference standings. This season, 2023 Big Ten, they have divisions. They have West and they have East for now. So next year, they're going to reconverge and they're going to see, okay, what are we, you know, what are we going to look at when the USC and UCLA come into the conference? But, however, now it's still East and West. So we're going to get into those and we're going to kick it off with the West. You're thinking, well, you know, do the East, man. The East is, you know, been the winners of the of the conference for so long. So let's just kick it off with the West first, and then you'll you'll we'll see where I'm at. So uh, the graphic's gonna pop up in a minute for my West standings. So Big Ten West. Here we go. Graphic pops up, and let's go for one through seven. Well, number one, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I think is gonna win the West. That is my projection. I think they're gonna be much improved. I think Luke Fickle's going to do, you know, have them ready to play in the West. And I honestly think that Wisconsin's going to be a team to watch out for. If you want to add another con- dark horse contender for the college football playoff, I would add Wisconsin, man. Honestly, you see what you, you, y'all saw what Luke Fickle did in Cincinnati. 
right? In the 2021 college ball playoff, 2022, going into the 2022 year, you saw what he did with Cincinnati. Did they lose to Alabama? They did lose to Alabama. He brought them to the playoffs, though. The first group of five team in the playoff, and it was done by Luke Fickle in Cincinnati. So, you see what he's done there. What could he do with Wisconsin? Just saying. He's already brought transfers. He's already going to bring recruits in. Just watch out for Wisconsin. My honest opinion. They could be a dark horse contender if you want to throw them in there too. But right now, I have them one in the West. I think it'll be much improved. They're number one. Number two, Illinois. I think Illinois had a good season. I just think they've lost a good bit. And I think that Illinois, a good spot for them this year because I thought they were tremendous last season. And they shot and they caught me by surprise. So Illinois, number two, in my honest opinion, just because they're losing so much. Number three, Purdue. Just because they lost to LSU that bad doesn't mean they're not good. I think Ryan Waiters is going to be a really good coach, honestly. Think about it. He was the defensive coordinator for Illinois, and he did really, really good for them there. I think their defense is going to be much improved. Uh, I think overall as a team, their morale is going to be good. I think Ryan Waiters is it's a good coach in the making. He's a solid coach. He already knows how to game plan, and his execution is you know one of the best in the Big Ten. So I think Purdue is going to be number three, and that's a good spot for them, number three. Number four, Nebraska. I think Nebraska is one of those teams that are going to shock a lot of teams. They're going to, you know, they're going to, I wouldn't say they're going to upset them yet, but I say they're going to bring some games out of some teams. They're going to be like, you know, ready to play. So I, I, don't, don't take my word for it. Look at them in Nebraska. Now, while the stands in the, in the, in the crowd, you know, they're filling up the, the football stadium for volleyball, right? Don't underestimate what they're doing in Lincoln. Don't go up there and look and hey and say, hey, you know, they're not doing anything. They're doing something. They're they're on the move. It just takes time. It's a rebuild. You can't sit there and say, hey, we are going to, you know, fire him if he can't win now. I get it. Nebraska used to be one of the gold standards of football back in the 80s and 90s. They were the team to go to. If there was a transfer portal, Everybody back in the day, everybody's hopping that portal and going to Nebraska. Nebraska is one of the teams that you look at and it's like classic, you know, tough physical football. They played back, they played that back in the day, that brand of football. You think of guys like Nadomic and Sue, Rex Burkhead, you know, and, and you think about that and you're like, Tom Osborne, you think about guys like that and you're like, okay, man, I mean, you're right. Uh, Nebraska was, you know, you know, a tough team at one point. But now Matt Rule is trying to get them back to being that tough team. I don't think it's going to be, you know, easy. I don't think it's going to be one of those things where they're going to be the number, you know, three team or number two team in the e in the West. I'll be surprised if they are. But I think number four is a good spot, and I think they're coming. I really do. I think they're going to be up there with Wisconsin in the West. So, or unless they get rid of the divisions. I mean, that's a whole different story. But right now, I think number four is a good spot for them. Number five, Iowa. They need to show me something more on offense. I think offense was kind of their, you know, kind of their, you know, baggage, if you will. I would say that's their kind of their their thing that they were struggling with. I think I think Iowa is going to be sitting at number five. I honestly think Nebraska is going to bring a game to Iowa this season. That's just my take on it. Iowa, you know, just a, just a little bit, you know, needs to work on their offense. So, number five for Iowa. Uh, number six for Minnesota. And then number seven for Northwestern. So, that rounds up the West. And we're going to turn that graphic off. 
And then let's just, you know, pop up the East graphic. Now you're wondering, Joel Norris, you have Michigan at number one. Let me tell you why. I think Michigan will win the East once again. I think Michigan will win the East. I think they're going to beat Ohio State again. You're thinking right now, are you insane? What's going to happen if they beat Ohio State? You know they're not going to beat them. They're not you, They're not physically up for it. Uh, yes, they are. They don't have the running backs for it. Yes, they do. Uh, they don't have the line or the defense. Yes, they do. And uh, what was I saying? Oh, yes, they do. Right? They do have all those things to compete with Ohio State. In fact, Michigan has all those things to compete with everybody in college football right now. They have the two best running backs in college football. The co- I mean, they have Don- They have a, the best duo in college football at running back. Blake Corum, All-American, who, come, who, was, who could have been high in the draft this season, decides to come back and try to win a national championship with his team. Number one, Blake Corum. Then you got Donovan Edwards, who stepped in for Blake Corum after injury, and it was a stud. Solid running back, power runner. He's fast, just like Blake Corum. They're both a one-two punch tandem. So, when you think about boxing, let's just go with boxing terms. Blake Corum is the jab. Then you got Donovan Edwards. He's the straight. The jab-straight combo between Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Good running back. And they also got J.J. McCarthy. So, they got a line. They got J.J. McCarthy, a quarterback. He's got, his, he's got confidence. He's got poise. And he makes some accurate decisions. So, Michigan at one. Ohio State at two. Ohio State's going to be a solid team. I think they will go undefeated until they play Michigan. I think Ohio State, and this is just me, Michigan is one of those teams where I think the more experience right now is favored towards them, and I think Ohio State lost a tad bit more than Michigan did. So that's why I'm favoring Michigan over Ohio State right now. I think I have to watch the eye test. My projections... Just hear me out. Will change. You know they, will, they most likely will change. I will change my opinion. I gotta. I gotta see him play. But if we're talking about the way early predictions, I got Michigan at one, and I got Ohio State at two. Uh, Ohio State's got Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, whoever starts. I got Emuka uh, uh, Abukia. Uh, you know Ohio State wide receiver. He's just as good as Marvin Harrison. He doesn't get a lot of credit. Abuka doesn't get a lot of credit. Marvin Harrison is a, you know one of the probably the best wide receiver in college football. Then you got a good defense and Ohio State's looking good. They got Mayan Williams back at running back. He's good. You know, they're good. They're all good. Ohio State's a great football team. They're going to be a top 5 team this season along with Michigan. I just think Michigan's experience right now is more, you know, has more experience than Ohio State right now and I think they lost a little bit more than Michigan did. So I have Michigan at 1. Ohio State at two. Penn State at three. They Sean Clifford's gone. Drew Allard steps in for them. I think Penn State is going to be a solid team. I think they're going to have two losses to guess who? Michigan and Ohio State. I think whoever plays Penn State, Penn State's going to beat everybody on their schedule besides Michigan and Ohio State. That's their, that's their thing right now. Uh, if this was a 12-team playoff, they get in. Right now, it's not. So I don't think, you know, I would say a New Year's Six Bowl, maybe. But Ohio State and Michigan won. 
Michigan, Ohio State 2, Penn State 3. Drew Allard's going to be a, a phenomenal quarterback. I cannot wait to watch them play. They may shock us. Let's see. Like I said, my projection has changed, but I got Penn State at 3. Michigan State at 4. We have Maryland at 5. Indiana at 6. And then Rutgers at 7. So, in the Big Ten Championship game, who do we have? Michigan versus Wisconsin. Who do I have winning that one? Michigan. I have Michigan beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. I have um, I have Michigan going back to the playoff, honestly. I think Michigan's going to go back to the playoff. I think Wisconsin's going to be in it consistently, and I think they're going to give Michigan a good game. I just think right now they need to keep building and keep building. Michigan's already ready. Wisconsin is going to be ready, but they need to keep building. I think they dropped, dropped the game and dropped the Big Ten Championship to Michigan, and I think Michigan goes back to the playoffs. So, so that's my Big Ten standings uh, for in my early projection standing for the end of the year. Um, again, you know, Michigan, uh, Michigan went in the East. Wisconsin winning the West, Michigan beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. That's my way too early Big Ten Conference standings. And we are out of time. So a big thank you for taking some time out of your uh, Tuesday to just sit back and watch uh, and listen to some college football coverage, uh, you know, by me, you know, presented by me. So uh, I'm so excited, man. I can't even talk hardly. But if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on the episode and leave a comment down below. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Facebook and Twitter, we have those both. Twitter, at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All I got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. You'll find it. You'll follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy. You'll follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. So, big thank you again for taking some time out of your Tuesday, college football day. Um, Thursday, another edition of Pigskin Frenzy. We're going to be talking about, you know, the supposedly the NFL schedule release. I've been hearing rumors that it might be delayed. It might be official. Right now, it's looking like it's on Thursday, May 11th, you know, at 7, uh, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the schedule being released. So we're going to be talking about that before it happens. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, uh, some a lot of stuff going around the league across, you know, the National Football League, NFC, AFC, you name it. So NFL edition of Pigskin Frenzy Thursday. I'm Joel Norris signing off, and we will see you guys Thursday for another edition of Pigskin Frenzy.